What up? We are back again today, and it is time to get the ball rolling. And we are back again today. Super happy to be talking once again with the FBS. For those of you guys who are our listeners, you know, I took a little bit of a a leave of absence for you new guys. Uh, Took a little bit, uh, went around to some national parks down here in beautiful uh, southern and central Utah. If you haven't had a chance, get out here. Take a look around. It is super, super pretty. Really a lot of fun. Uh, My sister-in-law got married, so... Uh, I was able to spend a lot of uh, family time uh, with the in-laws and with my family as well. I was able to run. Uh, It's been absolutely a crazy whirlwind because uh, as we speak, I am, well, when this... uh, this episode's airs, I'm going to be actually on my way to Grand Junction, Colorado, where I will be competing in our regional uh, cross-country race. So always a good time to to get on the road and uh, really just, just you know, living it up, loving it. Uh, can't wait, though, for this next week in college football. We're on our ninth week, and we're really starting to see, I feel like uh, the cracks are starting to show. We're starting to see who were the pretenders and who were the contenders, right? Uh, A lot of uh, assumptions that we made in the preseason and uh, through the first couple weeks look like they're still pretty good. Uh, I understand that USC is still leading the Pac-12 south, but I think that uh, Utah will end up getting them. A lot of our predictions are are looking pretty good through these weeks. So uh, stay tuned as we we continue to uh, analyze this college football season. Uh, A crazy week last week. Honestly, uh, I really wish I would have put money on Illinois. Uh, A 30 point, what was it, 30 and a half point underdog. uh, And they end up winning. It's absolutely insane. Should have put money on them. Man, who would have thought? Uh, but, you know, uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Wisconsin lost 23-24, knocking them out. Now, uh, I don't know how much this will hurt them if, if Wisconsin goes on to win uh, the rest of the season. I'm pretty sure they'd still get into the top four, but now uh, they have a little blemish on their overall record, so kind of crazy there. Uh, another big headline, Tua Tagovailoa is now out uh, for the foreseeable future. I've heard, it depends on the reports that you read, uh, I've heard one, it's only going to be two weeks, uh, he could be potentially back for the LSU game, which is in three weeks, because they have a bye, uh, kind of crazy, this is his second injury, which is kind of a little bit to cons- of concern, and, uh, but uh, definitely going to be keeping tabs on that, I don't think, I think this Bama uh, schedule so far has been absolutely uh a cakewalk. So uh, they're, they're going to continue to just roll through this season until they get to LSU and Auburn, uh, which will probably prove a little bit difficult. But anyway, um, we were, we wanted to discuss, we're going to be releasing our draft board uh, as the season continues. We'll, we'll probably rank all of our top five uh, people at each position as we go forward. And we were talking about the top quarterbacks and uh, I was going to rank them. But as I started to look into this, you know how hard it is to rank the quarterbacks this year. I feel like each and every quarterback has an individual flaw that I, I don't know if I can overlook. A lot of these NFL teams, we have great quarterback depth that is that is not an issue in this in this upcoming draft but every time i'm like well there's something wrong there well there's not like a complete 100 quarterback is going to be interesting 
I had to see how these guys work out. You know, J- uh, Justin Herbert, Jacob Eason, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, even Kelly Bryant, if he he ends up uh, going into the league. Kind of a, a crazy little uh, turn of events. Joe Burrow uh, honestly has looked the best, in my opinion, going forward. But we'll see what happens there. Um, okay, I know that uh, this is going to be a little bit. Uh, I know that I'm going to be diving into uh, FCS territory a little bit, but it was released yesterday that. Uh, James Madison and uh, Weber State have decided to do a home-and-home series, which means uh, one game in Ogden and one game in, I believe it's Harrisburg? Um, anyway, at James Madison, right? And I just want to put this you you guys to see this in perspective. Uh, it is absolutely insane that that would happen. We're going to say if, if th- that game being scheduled right now would be as if LSU and Ohio State scheduled a home-and-home series. And it absolutely blows my mind that 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 happened, right? Now, on my individual rankings, uh, national rankings, they have them up four, so you might be able to say, well, it might be a little bit different. But if LSU and Ohio State, think about how many people would be so amped to watch that game. Now, I'm not saying that we don't get good games, and but you got to talk about you know outside of the conference. And I really like what the FCS does now that Weber State and James Madison, James Madison uh, or Weber State, whichever one wins is going to get crazy notoriety. Hey, congratulations, you beat a really, really good football team. And the other one should not be punished for that. They scheduled probably one of the, I mean, a top five team in the nation. And I feel like as we go forward with the FBS, I think we need to start looking at that. If you play a top 10 team, regardless conference or non-conference, you should be rewarded. Not if you win or lose. Now, if you lose Wisconsin, you lost to Illinois, you should be punished. That's a bad loss. Ugly loss. You overlooked them. You're getting ready for Ohio State. But... If you schedule, like Texas schedules LSU, and they obviously have Oklahoma, those are two top 10 teams. You get even top five teams right now. Honestly, LSU is my pick to win the SEC. That blows my mind. And LSU has not had a really easy but They should be rewarded. They schedule Texas. Texas is a top 10 team, in my opinion. So like and and so uh, and I know that in the FCS they can do that because there's the you know they have a 24 team playoff and I understand in the in the FBS we only are we're, we're concentrating in just four but I think that it should not affect your ranking your RPA it should not affect anything if you lose to a really good team and I honestly believe that and I want more uh, games that are like that you know how excited FCS fan nation is right now that we get that. I want that excitement. I want to see LSU play Ohio State. Let's put one in Columbus. Let's play one in Baton Rouge. Let's do it. I honestly think it would be a, it would be an amazing uh, scene. I think you know tickets would sell out. It'd be a great atmosphere. And whoever wins wins. It doesn't matter. Ohio State, you have one loss. LSU, you got one loss. LSU, you could lose to Alabama. You could still get in. That's just what I'm saying. Like, I, that's, I just wanted to put that in perspective. I think the FCS is getting it right here. I think the FBS needs to start figuring out that schedule things. Uh, also, another article came out, and it was actually, well, it's not really an article as much as it was an interview. Uh, Coach Troy Calhoun for the, for, and the Air Force Academy came out and said that he doesn't know if Air Force, uh, if the Mountain West and Air Force is a good fit much longer. Now, that might alarm some of you. You're like, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, most conferences are, de- are determined by, you know, geographical location. And uh, 
you know, with the academy, there's only, I believe there's only like 3,000 people in their school, so they're a small school. Uh, they're still going to keep football as a program, uh, it, you know, just I think it's just more so revenue and, and air force has done really well in the past. I don't know if they're uh, looking to, to switch conferences, uh, join a conference like the American athletic. I don't know if they're looking to go independent. He just said that in an interview, he said, I don't know if it is the best fit going forward. Now, that being said, we're, we're going to speculate a little bit who could replace air force in the mountain West, say air force Lewis for all, uh, sakes and purposes when they go independent, right? We, I don't know if, I don't think the PAC 12 would, uh, take them on and they're really the only other, uh, conference out West. You, I don't think the big 12 would take them either. Uh, so they probably would end up just going independent. And so what team geographically, you know, location would we want that? And honestly, North Dakota state should join the Mountain West. What more are you going to accomplish down there? You've won oodles of national championships. You're a great team. It's a great scene. You sell out every single game. You're going to continue to sell out games. Understand you're not going to get that. Uh, I mean, you can still schedule them, but you're not going to have the, the North Dakota, North Dakota State rivalry may not be it. Or, or you know, uh, college game days there in, in uh, Brookings, South Dakota. You may not get the South Dakota, North Dakota state games, South Dakota state, North Dakota state games. Uh, and I understand that that takes a big blow out of the FCS because the bison really bring in a lot. People like watching them, but I want to see this team compete at a level. Could you imagine North Dakota state? Imagine if they went in and they won the mountain West, like their first year, they, they beat Boise state. They beat Utah state. They beat Wyoming. They just go on a tear. You know how awesome that would be. I think it would be great for the league. Uh, for the FBS as a whole and for the Mountain West Conference. Uh, I don't know how they would compete in other sports. Obviously, you got to take that into consideration. I know, uh, for example, Air Force has an extremely good cross-country team and battle uh, and have won uh, the Mountain West before. Uh, Colorado State also has a good XC team, and uh, Utah State does as well. But if you, if you look at it you, across the board, I don't know how they are, but honestly, the question has to be asked. Could a North Dakota State become part of this. I think North Dakota State and James Madison should become part of the FBS. Uh, Obviously, you saw Idaho leave the FBS to go into the FCS, and they're uh, even struggling down there, so it was probably a good move. Uh, it was more... I think it was beneficial for them and to, and to play, uh, you know, Idaho State to be able to re reunite that rivalry. But North Dakota State, we could see them in the in the FBS. It would be so much fun to watch them. I think I honestly think the national uh, attention would go to them, and a lot of people would tune into their games. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about okay, uh, the conference leaders uh, through nine weeks, I guess eight weeks, right? We would have the games would be the conference games. Now, some of them I'm just going off of uh, online uh, who they have, you know, no losses or whatever. Uh, we'd have LSU playing Florida. Could you imagine that game? That would be so much fun to watch. LSU, Florida get a little bit of a, a reunite. I think LSU wins uh, against Bama. So that's just my kind of take on it. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'd have Ohio State playing Minnesota. Not a lot of people uh, thought Minnesota would be there. I understand that Minnesota hasn't played uh, you know, Wisconsin or Iowa yet. So they probably will get a loss but and uh, if Penn State can sneak up and beat Ohio then uh, it would obviously change that one but we're just talking here we'd have Clemson against a giant question mark there's so many teams that are tied it's like my or not Miami uh 
Pitt, uh, Virginia, and Virginia Tech, I think, are on that side of the conference. And it is honestly a cluster over there because it's like there's like three, and then there's like another tier, and then another tier. It is, it is a giant cluster in that ACC Coastal Division. We'll talk about the ACC in a little bit uh, later. We'd have a, uh, Oklahoma uh, taking on Baylor. Kind of an interesting game. Uh, again, Baylor still has to play uh, Texas and Oklahoma, so we might not be seeing that, but those are the leaders we'd see it. We'd have USC uh, playing Oregon. Uh, like I said, we have to see what happens. I personally think Utah is going to come out of the South. I don't think Utah uh, loses another Pac-12 game from here on out. I'm going to make that uh, that statement. I know it's a little bit out there, but uh, I don't think they lose, and I think they're going to be taking on uh, Oregon, and whoever wins, obviously, you know, goes to the Rose Bowl. Uh, the American Athletic, we'd have Cincinnati against Memphis, or sorry, SMU. I was going to say Memphis. I crossed that out, SMU. Uh, SMU has not played Memphis yet, so obviously that that is yet to be determined, but uh, SMU looking great, 7-0. and Congratulations to them. They're kicking butt, and uh, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them, and I'm excited to, to watch to see where they go. Uh, kind of a, a program that has had trouble in the past, obviously, with the death penalty. We talked about it here. Uh, the Mountain West, we would be having actually Air Force. I have Air Force written down playing against uh, San Diego State currently. Uh, San Diego State looking good, pretty good. Uh, Air Force, I mean, we were just talking about them potentially leaving the Mountain West. Uh, if they won their side of the conference, it'd be kind of uh, interesting. We have a really fun game this week, Utah State against Air Force. So, again, that is yet to be determined. Uh, out of the CSA, we'd have Western Kentucky against Louisiana Tech, which would be a great game. Uh, Western Kentucky uh, lost to Central Arkansas the first year, and I said, okay, here it is. Let's just call it a season. Let's redo this thing again, but uh, they've actually won a lot of the last games. Congratulations to them. Out of the MAC, now again, I have giant question marks because a lot of these teams, so-and-so beat so-and-so, beat, beat so-and-so. Uh, it would be Ohio playing Ball State currently, which is wild. Congratulations to the Cardinal. Uh, I'd hope to see you there. Keep going. Uh, and then out of the Sun Belt, you'd get App State against Louisiana Lafayette, which I think uh, a lot of our fans would be intrigued. It was a really, really game. If you were a uh, good game, they played, I believe it was a Wednesday night, maybe a Tuesday night. Uh, watched it uh, with my wife. It was a really good football game. Okay, next up, uh, for the next little bit, I want to take you guys through something. And I don't necessarily like talking bad about something, but I have seen, well, about football or football teams in general, right? But I've seen a really scary trend in one of the conferences uh, through eight weeks. Now, uh, I'm going to compare the ACC against the AAC, um, the, the, the ACC, obviously, and the American Athletic. So I was like, okay, if I was to put any of these teams in the American Athletic, how would they do in the ACC? Because the ACC this year is just decimated. I mean, I don't even know what's going on in the Coastal Division. I kind of thought that Virginia was the front runner who ends up losing uh, an ugly game. I don't know what is going on in the ACC. So uh, their win total, their their total records in, in the ACC is 58 and 40, right? So they have a 59% win percentage. Uh, some of them are against one another now that we're in conference play. But uh, for all, you know, arguments and stuff like that, hey, you know what? 50, 59% isn't too bad. But Clemson has kind of separated themselves in a league of their own, right? Uh, against... Uh, Power five teams outside of their conference. I'm not uh, counting their conference. They are three and eight. That is only a 27% win percentage, which is kind of an ugly number considering. Now, some of these guys like uh, 
some of these teams, they played uh, multiple FCS teams uh, like Virginia Tech, played uh, Furman, and I believe Georgia State. Um, not Georgia State. They played somebody else. I think they played. I think they played two FCS teams, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and anyway, so you look at it, you're like, okay, they're three and eight against other Power Five teams. Now this is who they are against the group of five. They are 14 and five, so they did all right. They had a 74 percent uh, win percentage against teams that are in the group of five conferences. Um, so, which is about 74%. Well, we're going to compare this to the American Athletic Conference, right? So, the American Athletic is 48 and 32, which is a 60% win percentage. So, they are better. They have an overall better record. Uh, now, despite uh, the ACC, they do have two more teams. But they do have a better win percentage total, right? Uh, against Power 5 conferences, the American Athletic is Eight and ten, where with a four, and that's forty-four percent win percentage. Where that, where the ACC is only twenty-seven percent. That blows my mind. That the ACC has only won three games against other Power Five conference teams, and that the American Athletic has won eight games. Both are losing. Both are losing records. We're not going to take that away. And I and I'm sure I could talk about the the Pac-12 and we get into the Big 12. I'm just comparing these two because I kind of see the ACC as the bottom of the Power 5 and I see the American Athletic as the top of the group of 5. We're just we're just comparing it right now, right? And then against uh Group of five teams, uh, there was only one loss, and uh, and that was U.S. or sorry, that was Temple, who I believe lost to Buffalo. Uh, but they're fourteen and one, ninety three percent win percentage against teams out there in the group of five conferences. So honestly, you're looking at it right now. Uh, you you have Clemson. Congratulations, you, you, you got Clemson. And no, and Clemson might be the best team in the nation. There's a lot of arguments going around. Uh, you know, they can be number two, they can be number three, whatever. But they're they're our top team. They won the national championship last year. So, I mean, let's be honest. But outside of that, this conference is not good. It isn't good. I mean, there's a few intriguing teams. I cannot wait to watch Louisville in the next couple of years and what Scott Satterfield will do. I can't wait to continue to watch what Dave Clawson does at Wake Forest. But are, are those successes or will that success be because everyone else around them is weak? I mean, if you think about it, like, like Clemson is super, super good. But are they super good because Florida State isn't what it once was? Because Virginia Tech wasn't what it once was? Because Georgia Tech isn't what it once was? Who lost to Georgia State? I mean, no, don't take anything away from them. They got it. Congratulations to them. Well, I believe it was Georgia State. I keep on throwing out Georgia State. But anyway, you look at it, you're like, wow, this is bad. The ACC this year is bad. This is not acceptable for a for a. a a Power Five conference. You can say what you want about the Pac-12. They they play nine conference games, which means that they have to schedule these other opponents so they can just get wins because it's so flipping difficult. Now I understand Wazoo isn't as good as what they were last year, and Cal has had some injuries, but you know I honestly think that the ACC. This is sad, and and this is what it calls for for honestly a little bit more of a conference realignment. I'm not saying that Clemson needs to go join the ACC or the the SEC, but we could take some of those SEC teams and put them in in the ACC, help them out a little bit. Honestly, I think that I it's just it's 
the ACC, I mean, three or four years ago, yeah. Uh, when Lamar Jackson was playing, I think that you could make an argument that they were a legit conference. They may have been better than the, for, than the, the SEC. They might have been top, but right now it is bad. I mean, I thought Boston College was going to be good, and right now they're four and three. They have a couple of crazy losses. I thought that UNC was going to completely turn it around. They had a couple of good wins. What are they now? They're three and four. Syracuse last year looked great. And, you know, a couple years ago took Clemson to the wire. This year, three and four. I mean, it blows my mind. It feels like everybody just beats everybody. And at least in the Pac-12, you have a little bit of hierarchy. I mean, you can you can kind of say right now, Oregon's going to win that side of the conference. Utah, I mean, I don't think USC continues to win. But I think Utah and USC, they, they're better than everyone else in the South. Utah's defense looked great against Arizona State. Kind of a crazy statistic. Wanted to throw that out to you. I don't know really what kind of argument I would make off of that, besides that the ACC is just decimated this year. And uh, and if you guys are betting on, on games and bowl games, do not take these teams. I, would not, I wouldn't touch this, this, this betting lines in, in a million years. I wouldn't do it because I'm looking at it. I'm like, I honestly don't know. Any given week, it could be something else. I mean, Pitt. Pitt beat UCF, and they acted like they won the national championship which made me laugh super hard. I mean, they were jumping. I'm pretty sure they were storming the field. Fans were going nuts. It's like you beat UCF, which is an American Athletic Conference team. Like, Pitt, go crazy when you beat Clemson. I mean, let's let's bump the brakes a little bit here, right? But you look at a team, and I understand that, you know, you can make an argument, you know, Cincinnati did play Ohio State, and they didn't score a point against them. So, you know, maybe they're just, you know, they were playing bottom of the, of the Power Five conferences. I don't know. But I'm just throwing out the numbers that it's sad that the American Athletic Conference has better win totals against the Power Five teams than the ACC does. And that's obviously not including their conference. You can't you can't say, well, look, they, I mean, look at all these wins. Well, that's going to be like a double, you're kind of double dipping there trying to use the stats. All right, we're going to take uh, a step away. We're going to, when we come back, we're going to have our teams on our radar uh, that are teams that you may not know or uh, have ever heard of. And then we'll do be uh, discussing the games of the week. So stay tuned with Get the Ball Rolling after the break. Teams on our radar and games of the week. Back after that break, we are now going to be talking about uh, teams on our radar that uh, maybe you guys haven't heard of who are playing really well. I like to uh, kind of get deep into the, uh, I guess, the the grid of everything, right? The the teeth of everything. <laughs> I want to know who who's who's balling out and who's not. So uh, right now we're going to start off number one, Georgia State, right, out of the Sunbelt Conference. They're 5-2. and two. Uh, After their loss to Texas State, I was like, okay, well, they beat Tennessee. Uh, they're going to be pretty much every single uh, – they're going to be every single team that uh, has been Georgia State. They're probably going to get, you know, maybe get a couple of conference wins. But no, they turned around and won the last three games. Uh, they're only one more to bowl eligibility. This is a team that's only been to, I believe they've been to one bowl game. Uh, it might be two. I'm going to need to uh, check that. I need a fact checker, but uh, I need to check that individually. But they're playing really, really well, and I'm and I'm proud of them. I'm I'm proud to uh, to 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 give them kudos and what they've been able to do uh, through the first couple weeks. And uh, uh, fact check, they've went in 15 and 17, so they've been to two. They're one and one. Uh, Sean Elliott has uh, them going in the right direction. He went to them in 2017, going seven and five, and then uh, last year took a little bit of a step back. We went uh, two and ten. 
So congratulations to them. They're balling out. Really excited. Now this is another team coming in at number two on teams on our radar that uh, I haven't really, well, I've talked about a little bit, but it really has surprised me. Jim McLean, that was at Colorado State and then at Florida. He was let go from Florida, and then I believe he was at Alabama last year as a coordinator, but then he takes the, the Central Michigan Chippewa job, and I thought, you know what? This is going to be the same as last year. They're going to go 1-11. and We're not going to be talking about the Chippewas. It's just ugly. Right now, they're killing it. Right now, they're 5-3, and three, which I did not think. I mean, I was looking at it going, well. Well, they're going to be Albany. I don't really know much after that, but they've actually been able to uh, go on. They were able to beat uh, Eastern Michigan, New Mexico State, and Bowling Green. They're on a three-game winning streak. They take on Buffalo this this Saturday. We'll see if they can keep that going. Uh, congratulations to them. All, all the credit. They're playing really good, and uh, I should have uh, not went against uh, my better judgment there if I should have just went with my gut. Uh, the number three team on our radar is Louisiana Tech, and Every single year, I swear, I say this team is going to do the exact same. I say six and six. I don't know why. I think Skip Holtz is a great coach. Uh, he was at ECU, uh, and then he was at USF, and uh, now he's been here. And every single year, I'm like, eh, they're all right. I mean, they're not eh, six and six. And right now, uh, they're six and one. So that means that the next five games, they had to lose every single one. And they still have UTEP and UTSA on their schedule, which I think they will win. So they're going to get at least eight wins. And that's that's saying that they lose to North Texas, Marshall, and UAB, which they could. But you know what? All the, all the credit to them. They were able to get a big win against Southern Miss this last weekend, which I did not think was going to happen, uh, despite them being at home. I need to give these guys more credit. So here's the credit where, you know, what they say, the old, the old saying, give credit where credit's due. Here it is. Congratulations to uh, the Bulldogs of uh, Louisiana Tech. Another team, again, I like to stay out of the, the my state of, of Utah just to try to not uh, be biased. Um and I need it, and I will do this a little bit later. But uh, congratulations to Utah State. They've been playing pretty good. Uh, they have only had losses against LSU and Wake Forest. And that Wake Forest game, I believe, went into overtime, if I'm not mistaken. 38 uh, 35, really good game. They did kind of get blown out by LSU, but. You know, everybody's pretty much been blown out by LSU this year. I uh, kind of had a snowball up there in Logan against Nevada this last weekend. We're able to get a win. Uh, there you have a really hard next three weeks, Air Force, BYU, and Fresno State. Uh, they're actually the Mountain West uh, game of the week, Air Force against Utah State. Excited to see what they're doing. Congratulations to Gary Anderson and getting this program rolling. And then out of the independent conference. Now, I'm not a huge fan of independence. You guys know that. But I got to give credit where credit's due. Congratulations to Liberty and to Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze had a terrible scandal at Ole Miss, you know, forcing him to to resign from that position. I believe it was re resignation. I don't think they fired him, but he resigns. Uh, he's able to go down to a team, Liberty, who was making the FBS-FCS transition. Uh, they started playing really in 2018, I believe was their first year. Uh, I think they had a couple of probationary years uh, earlier, but congratulations to them. Uh, they're kicking butt. Uh, they've won the last five games. They did lose, lose Louisiana. They lost to Syracuse. I mean, both uh, pretty decent games, and they can keep on rolling. Uh, the next three games, they got Rutgers, UMass, and BYU. Now, all of them are on the road, and I don't want to jinx this team. Or, or anything, but uh, if they pull, you know, one out of the game, one of those games, 
Uh, they got New Mexico State coming up. They do have Virginia. Honestly, this team could be bowl eligible. They could beat UMass. They could beat Rutgers. And this team could be 7-2. and two. And then, you know, they have to play BYU, Virginia, New Mexico State. This team could end up going like 8-4 and four or 9-3. and three. This is absolutely crazy. Blows my mind that they're, that they're able to do this. Congratulations to them. Got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Hugh Freeze, like I said, able to kind of turn around, uh, rewrite the script of what happened at Ole Miss. Uh, he, you know, we saw him. Oh, he had like a staff infection. He he was coaching from a hospital bed, but hey, when you get on a five-game winning streak, I don't care who you are. Uh, I don't care if you 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 know you had to beat Maine last week to do so to get the the the, the, the number five win. Congratulations! And uh, another one. Uh, this is from my friends in Provo, Zach, Nick, and. Uh, uh, Thomas, I know that uh, I've been very, very critical of your Cougars, but congratulations to BYU upset last week uh, of Boise State. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer did not play, uh, and Boise State did have to come to Provo. Uh, however, they were able to get the win. I did not see that happening even at the beginning of the year. So congratulations, BYU and BYU fans. Uh, just got to let them know. Uh, we'll see if they're able to uh, you know, get to a bowl game. We'll see how it all kind of uh, shakes out as we go forward. All right, now on to our final segment, which is the games of the week. Now, these are games of the week, which are going to be pivotal uh, in conference races in, or just games that really we want to watch here. I get the ball rolling, uh, you know, mainly me, but uh, I get a lot of input from our uh, fans and stuff like that to, to talk about certain teams. So kind of uh, adjust that, let you guys know what I think about it. But a lot of these games uh, cannot wait to watch. So the overall game of the week, obviously, Ohio State home against Wisconsin. I want to see you know is wisconsin that legit did you know they were able to get uh, michigan at camp randall they went on the road they lose to illinois ugly ugly loss <laughs> that's not a good loss i'm sorry congratulations lovey smith and the line i know um but I want to see if they maybe they're just overlooking him. I think Jonathan Taylor's still a stud he reminds me a lot of uh, melvin gordon but he's still a stud um so congratulations uh, to, to, to him. Everyone else is just, it was, it was a bad outing. So we'll see uh, kind of, we're going to get a taste of how uh, I think it's going to be a really good defense to see what uh, Justin Fields can do. I don't know. I've been very skeptical of him, so uh, you'll hear about that as we go forward. Uh, out of the SEC, we have the LSU versus Auburn game. Uh, LSU is home against Auburn. Uh, LSU has had a crazy hard schedule, but they do get Auburn at home, and they did get Florida at home, so they did get lucky. But they went out, they're going to go on the road to Bama. And go on the road, and they went on the road to Texas. Uh, I love this LSU team. I want to see them succeed. I want to see this team do good. I, I I like a little bit of the disruption. I like Ed Orijan. You know, the swamp monster in his deep, kind of raspy voice. I love all of it. Let's see what happens. Uh, Auburn, I think this is another measuring stick. I think you're kind of uh, – Auburn's always been kind of like the third right now. Sometimes, you know, they're up and down. They're, they're, they're a roller coaster. I'm an Auburn fan. Uh, I have a bunch of Auburn shirts and, and a jacket and – it's a roller coaster being an Auburn fan. So uh, we'll see what happens going forward this week. Out of the Big Ten, we have Penn State at Michigan State. Penn State is still undefeated. Uh, we need to go over our undefeated teams. Teams remaining undefeated. App State, Bama, LSU, Penn State, Minnesota, Clemson, Oklahoma, SMU, and Baylor. So when any of these uh, teams are squaring off, we're going to be watching to see. 
was going to happen, right? And, uh, you know, Penn State still undefeated. Great game against Michigan. Uh, I was in Las Vegas, and uh, I was actually watching the game in one of the big sports rooms in the Venetian. Such a fun atmosphere. I mean, I know I hadn't put any money down, so I didn't really care. A lot of people were kind of on the edge of their seats. Uh, that last throw was Shea Patterson. But congratulations to that Penn State team. Nobody was betting on you going forward this year uh, with uh, a lot of the hype going around uh, Ohio State and Michigan. But they're able to, to slide out there. Congratulations, James Franklin. We'll see what happens against Sparty. Out of the ACC, I'm just going to throw my hands in the air. I don't know. Uh, and honestly, the only reason why I chose this game is just because of Scott Satterfield. I have said it a lot. I love Louisville. I love Scott Satterfield. I think he's going to get, get it going. Uh, Virginia goes to Louisville. I want to see really how Virginia plays. I mean, Bronco Mendenhall has has, has built a pretty good program there in at a UVA, but uh, I want to see how they take on uh, Louisville at home. I love Louisville. You need to check out their swag. Their swag's another level. Super cool. Uh, out of the Big 12, we have Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Now, knock on wood, all you Iowa State fans, I love this team, right? I've talked about them. Uh, brought on uh, Dylan Montez from the Ames Times Tribune. And uh, obviously, I, I mean, I absolutely love it. And uh, they are, I believe under uh, Coach Campbell, that they are undefeated in the month of October. Every single year, he's able to to win in the month of October. He has a certain October streak. Well, this is the last game of October for this year. Uh, you know, they have to go uh, on the road to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's are sorry. Uh, you you play home. Oklahoma State still is a tough team, kind of a trap team. Uh, they're about two or three years out from being absolutely legit with their young core that they got going. So we'll see what happens uh, in Ames that weekend. Uh, out of the Pac-12, we have Oregon against Wazoo. I think uh, can Oregon's defense, who's looked absolutely stout, take on Wazoo's offense? I know that it's not the same as what it's been in years past, but we know the Mike Leach and the air raid system. We will see what happens. Super excited to see what's going to go happen in, in uh, Eugene. Out of the American Athletic, we have Tulane at Navy. If Tulane wants to make a run at this title uh, with SMU and Memphis ahead of them, they cannot lose. And they have to be SMU and hope that Memphis loses at least two games. He lost the game against Memphis. He only have two losses so far on the season. Uh, I really have been high on this Tulane team. I really think they're going to continue to be good. I think they're a really big sleeper, a dark horse, uh, but that was kind of an ugly loss. Kind of predictable though, uh, with Memphis after a really bad late call against Temple. Uh, a lot of people, I mean, you guys saw the controversy there a couple weeks ago, but we will see uh, what ends up happening uh, there, uh, Memphis looks like the front runner, but uh, again, Memphis, Tulane, SMU, really looking good. And Navy's kind of been a, a little bit of a surprise as well. So a big uh, telltale sign to see what happens. Uh, out of the Mountain West, Air Force, home against Utah State, references already. I think uh, Gary Anderson is doing a great job. Uh, obviously, we've talked about Air Force a little bit. Cannot wait to watch this game. Uh, Utah State does have to go on the road to uh, Colorado Springs. It's going to be fun atmosphere, fun environment. Uh, watch it. Let me know what you guys think. Um, and then... Out of the Conference USA, hey, I've already referenced him. Western Kentucky on a four-game winning streak uh, right now. I, I believe they're five and two. They're leading the conference, at least that side of the conference. Congratulations to them. They take on Marshall. Uh, they would become eligible if they win this game. 
go Hilltoppers. I mean, I did not, when they lost to uh, Central Arkansas, I was like, all right, put a fork in it. Literally, I told my wife that night, and, and I like Western Kentucky. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Hilltoppers fan. I said, put a fork in it. It's over. And, and I was kind of frustrated. And, and, and then I talked about Central Arkansas and the FCS podcast about them being really good. And, and they're a top, I believe, they're a top 10 team in our podcast. They might be 12th, uh, but they're in the top 15 pretty much week in, week out. But uh, you look at it, you're like, oh, my goodness, can this have uh, this happen? Well, it did. Uh, alrighty, out of the MAC, we have Ball State against Ohio. Ball State is balling out right now. Uh, they're also on a win, uh, three-game winning streak. I have no idea where they came from. They, they beat down on Toledo last weekend. Congratulations to them. And uh, what is his name? Mike New. He was a quarterback there. You know, really has that Cardinal team uh, going forward. Congratulations to Ball State. If they can beat Ohio, they're front runners right now in, in the MAC. And the MAC's kind of been, uh, in years past, that we've, they've always kind of had somebody that's dominated NIU or, or Ohio. This year, everyone's kind of down. Uh, Toledo, Western Michigan, they've, they've been there. Uh, but it's, they're a little down, so uh, we'll see what happens in this game. And then on the Sun Belt game of the week, we have Georgia State against Troy. Uh, again, Georgia State, give them kudos, 5-2. and two. They get this win. They're 6-2. and two. Uh, Sean Elliott, I think, is a great coach. I think he can be one of those coaches that uh, after this year, if they don't, you know, if Georgia State doesn't lock him down uh, this year or next year, he could be one of those that could be uh, moving on up in the ranks. If he, I don't know if he would, but he could come out west into the Mountain West. There probably is a couple uh, of coaching opportunities there. Maybe go to a lower power five school, see if he can build them up. Uh, honestly, like Matt Rule, he's doing a great job at Baylor. I think Sean Elliott is just uh, doing that as well and uh, really excited. All righty, so that is Get the Ball Rolling today. We will We will be talking to you again next week. Until next time, let's keep the ball rolling.